What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning on this fine Monday? Yeah, good morning. Healthy, alive, doing well. Are you doing well? Are, are you really doing well? Are you as happy as you could be? Uh, I mean, happy is a fleeting feeling, so... Well, let me ask you, you this. Do you, do you own nothing, and are you happy about it? Um, I'm not happy about it, uh, and we kind of don't own much, unfortunately. <laughs> well, think about how happy you're going to be when you don't own anything at all. Think about how happy mm. you're going to be when that happens. Oh, yes. Joyous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Toyota's getting a head start on it, though, aren't they? Uh, in a sense. And I'm not really sure they're going down the you'll own nothing uh, road, but it it very well could be. They're working to create what they're calling a woven city. That's going to be the name of the city. Uh, but it's basically a smart city. Self-driving cars. 6G. Probably 5G, 6G, one of the two. You're going to have self-driving cars, robots in the home, you know, out in public, whatever, artificial intelligence at home. Um, you know, th- this right here, I-, I already have a problem with it. I- I'm looking at this. It, like, first of all, <laughs> the giant transformer Power Ranger looking thing. All right. OK, that. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. I got that. But th- this part has me confused. Toyota has started constructing the smart city dubbed Woven City. Right. As you just said, it will be a full sustainable city with buildings made of wood. Mm-hmm. To minimize carbon footprints and self-driving cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, a full sustainable city with buildings made of wood. Mm-hmm. Buildings made of wood. Mm-hmm. Okay, D- do you understand? We used to have buildings that were made of wood, and you know what we had as a result of those things. D- do you know? Do you know what the problem was from having buildings made of wood, especially in the city of London? Do you want? Do you want to know what happened to the city of London that had a whole bunch of buildings made of wood? They all burned. I was going to say, I, I could list off a few things. Um, fire, uh, termites, rot. Um, you know, there, there's a whole list of things that could it's not exactly wrong. a It's not exactly a way forward well, is what I'm saying. Y- yeah. Well, you tell Americans that most houses and stuff here in the U.S. are made out of wood. I understand. So. But it's, it's wood that's like it's a wood frame, obviously, but it's surrounded by things that protect that mm-hmm. wood, like a layer no, I mean, of brick or, do or whatever. Thing here. The, the same thing will be here. The, the exterior will be, you know, you'll you'll have the uh, large windows and all that fun stuff, but siding, you know, all that wonderful. Okay. This will be in Japan, I take it? This will be in Japan. Um, this is going to be uh, 60 miles uh, out of Tokyo. Okay. Kind of at the base of Mount Fuji. Okay. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, and this might come as a shock to some people, but Japan has a little bit of a problem with these things called earthquakes. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, we should all be aware of that because we we had the uh, earthquake here fairly recently with the nuclear reactor uh-huh. at uh, Fukushima. Was it Fukushima? Fukushima. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. if you saw what happened to Tokyo during that earthquake, the mm-hmm. roads being upended, the buildings coming down, big cracks down the sides of sidewalks and all the rest of it. What do you think would happen to a uh, uh, a stack of timber that's four stories tall? Well, 
the catch with this is is you can build uh, wooden structures that would survive that. We have system is basically the the structure sitting on top of like hydraulics basically, and it can absorb um, those kind of things and keep the, the the building from from damaging itself. I don't know the the finer details on what they intend to do, how big the buildings are going to be. We're we're only seeing pictures of possible plans. But whether or not that's going to be what they do, I don't know. And the other thing is, is they're saying the building's going to be made out of wood. Does that mean the entire building's made out of wood? Or does that mean the exterior is going to be made out of wood? Does it mean there's not going to be any kind of metals in the building? I mean, we don't really have the the full details here. But the, the city is only going to um, house 2,000 uh, people once it's done. And that'll be... 2,000 of their employees. The company says that the uh, high-tech homes and the smart city will promote human connection, but have not released plans on how to encourage this. Oh, I have an idea. Leave them alone. It's a pretty good start. Yeah, I mean, promoting... So a good way to promote human connection is to have a lot of um, either public transport or encourage walking parks, you know, those kind of things. There was actually some designs back in the 50s for the US on the way forward. And they didn't have cars, right? You had a lot of trams, a lot of um, the houses were the way they were built. You didn't have a road in front of the house. It was like a walkway, like a like a park or something. So it did kind of encourage families to interact with one another in a sense. But, you know, so I guess maybe. I was looking I was looking at it in the wrong way. I was looking at it like government's bad. I, I don't want the government telling me how to interact with another person. You know, I, I guess well, I, that's the way I was looking at it. Technically, isn't the government. Technically, this is Toyota. Um, this is. OK, um, well, even so. OK, even worse yet. I don't want a corporation telling me yeah. at least at least with governments, you can supposedly vote them out of office. Supposedly. I, I don't buy that after the latest turn of events. But. <laughs> Nonetheless, you're supposed to be able to vote those jokers out of office if you don't like their policies, and then you can replace them with other representatives that will best represent your interest. Corporations, you can't do that. You can't remove them. You're stuck with them. Well, you could move to a different corporate city, right? If you don't like how that corporation works, just move to the next corporate city. You realize that this is going to be the future. If they do this and it works, corporations are going to make their own cities, and it's only going to be that corporation... Whatever business that they do. Gee whiz, Bruce, we've got some cities in the U.S. that are, well, they're vacant, really, in a lot of respects. And, well, I mean, there's a lot of... Yeah, foreclosed. Yeah, you can buy up real estate up there for, I mean, dirt cheap, right? Dirt cheap, close out prices. Yeah, you can buy all that up. Gee, I wonder who's going to buy those. Yeah. So, I mean, and you have Nevada looking at passing uh, a bill to allow companies to go in and do this. So, (laughs) yeah. It's the future, right? So I, I don't know, man. I, I have my concerns in one boat. And at the same time, this could, if done right, it could legitimately be a good thing. The problem is there's that big caveat, if done right. And we know the human race is incapable of doing things properly. Yeah, I, I just, I don't want Amazon building me a city. I, I really don't. And I don't want to live in an Amazon city. They're already telling you. By the way, did you know that Amazon's burning books now? Did you know that? I did. I did hear about this. Yeah. There's been a yeah. couple and books now that are been removed. Yeah. Couple. Couple. Uh, you, you know I'm big into books, right? You, you know I'm mm-hmm. I'm all about books. You know, I like my books. And I'm not talking about fiction books. I like which whatever, right? If you're into fiction books, go ahead. That's great. But I prefer nonfiction books in certain respects, history books and, and whatnot. And guess what? About five of them just magically disappeared off of my list just the other day. I thought when I heard that, 
I thought, okay, I better go order these books now because I've been watching it. Because some of them, you know the kind of books I buy. They're expensive. Some mm-hmm. of them are expensive yeah. and they're really hard yeah. to find. And yeah. they're on specific subjects. Like, for example, the book that I'm reading now, I got so lucky. I've been after it for 10 years. 10, well, 11 now. 11 years I've been after that book. And the reason I haven't bought it, you say, well, why didn't you just buy it 10 years ago? The reason I haven't bought it is because I've never seen it less than $300. Yeah. But I got lucky. I got like I'm not spending $300 on a book. Mm-mm. No. But I got lucky and I got it for a tenth of that. <laughs> I wasn't even going to think twice about it. But my point is, is that I went on to try and buy some of these other books. I thought, okay, I better buy these because they're a little controversial. So I better go get them. They're gone. They're gone. I was able to get two of them before they remove them. But uh, the rest and they will be here within the next week. But uh, the others, well, we, have gone. To, we have to protect the people from these extremist ideas, dangerous yeah. ideas. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want Amazon to run a city. I don't well, want how, to live. How about Google? Who's, who's not going to be evil? How about them? <laughs> yes. Why? Because they said, because Sundar Pichai said they're not going to be evil. Is that, is mm-hmm. that why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was originally their memo, which it's not anymore. Uh, we've talked about the um, selfish, selfish ledger. Did they actually say that? Google, we're not evil. Did they actually say yeah, that? Yeah, that, that was literally their logo or memo years ago. Yeah. I don't be that. evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't be evil. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, they were saying don't be evil, but they didn't say that we weren't evil as in speaking of themselves. Yeah. 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 Well, it was, that was kind of their, their motto, if you will. And then that motto has since changed, but, uh, you know, it, it couldn't have anything to do with the, selfish ledger and no. trying to engineer people and or, or socially engineer people or any of those no, kind of things. It no, of surely not. has nothing to do not. with that. No, and that's, of course, when, when you get implantables, that's what it's going to be all about. Yeah, it's going to be about making you obsolete because they just want your attitudes, your behavior and your movements to put into things that will replace you and make you obsolete. That's really all it is. I, I'm sorry. Did I say that? Did I say, don't be evil. Right? Don't be evil. But I tell you what, there is a city out there that would be run by a corporation that I would live in or that I would give very serious thought about living in. And you know what city or corporation that would be? Take a guess. Mm, uh, I don't know. I can't think of one offhand. Tesla. Eh, maybe. Maybe. If it was if it was run by Musk, you know that would be one really fun place. Possibly. It, Musk. So uh, Musk is more of your libertarian type, but I think exactly. he means more left. He does. And he believes in that whole climate change stuff. Okay, I I, I got it, right? I, I I get it. He's on board with it. I understand. But man, that so, guy just seems like it'd be a lot of fun if you lived in one of his cities. You know he'd have all kinds uh, yeah. of fun stuff going around, right? True, true. It, I, I think it would be fun. The the one thing I would be concerned about is uh, uh, electricity uh, because he is a climate change guy. Um, I would want to ensure that okay. I have electricity. Okay, all right. F- fair enough, fair enough. But let's think about that. No, think about that. Think about that. His company makes, the, and I heard this story, his company makes these little Tesla boxes. Have you seen these things or heard of them? Uh, Possibly. Okay, so basically it's, it's got like a, it's like a solar cell and then it's, it's got these little charge up things or, or the way you have to charge it up, right? And it's, so it's just it's a, a battery box, basically. It's literally a battery box. Yeah, it's literally a battery box. But you know what? Some people that were in Texas had these things that they had gotten and they charged them up before everything got bad in Texas. And then they had power the entire time while people were suffering and, and they were freezing. They were able to operate their, their homes on these Tesla boxes. Did they have uh, solar panels and whatnot themselves on their own house? Because uh, uh, that I don't know. That I don't know. 
because a battery like that, it's not going to last you. Right. Uh, right. It's not going to last a long, long time. Correct. Yeah, correct. But nonetheless, what Musk has done, and I, I'm, I'll, maybe I'll just talk him up here for a minute, but what he's done in relation to the energy cell is beyond anything I've seen any of these other companies do as far as well, storing energy. Well, uh, Toyota, that city we were talking about with Toyota, they're wanting to use hydrogen cells. Hey, I'm on board. I, I'm on board. I've been a big proponent of hydrogen for how long now? I'm on board with hydrogen. 110%. I'm wondering why we weren't doing it 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. Well, I'm looking at some more of these things like these uh, these creepy little robots driving around to deliver things. And so I'm looking at those and they've got like the Toyota has like their own. Um, why is it all these autonomous cars that are going to drive you around everywhere? Why is it they all look the same? Have you noticed the Amazon one looks exactly like that? Well, they're trying to go for that futuristic vibe, and they only have one. It's not a futuristic vibe. That's a futuristic. It looks like that. That looks like you know what that is. That's a that's a death box. Is what that thing is. You get hit by something, and that you're done. You're done. Well, no, there won't be any hitting because everything will be automated. So there's not going to be any kind of hacker or any okay, of those kinds of Okay, all right. No, no, of course not. No, there's not going to be any hacking going on. You can only hack a Airbus A330 now. No, that's fine. Yeah, from the ground with an iPad. Yeah, you can only well, do that. Technically, you can hack any any system that has electronics in it. You can hack it in some way or another. Yeah, but wirelessly. my God, Bruce, you, you don't even have to have like a strong wind will knock this thing over. I don't know. Tesla's Tesla kind of does a similar style uh, with their vehicles. It's just they do more of a sleek style than a box. Yeah, but more boxes. His, his designs like I actually I heard him talking when he was talking about the Cybertruck, his his design, Musk's design on these things. He says, look. When you see a concept car, and this is one thing that's always really upset me about concept cars, because I used to go to like the auto shows and all that stuff all the time. And the ones in like Frankfurt, I've been to the Detroit auto show and all the rest of it. These cars, when you see them, when you see the concepts, these things are amazing. They're amazing. They've always looked amazing. I would see concepts from 20 years ago and I'm like, oh my God, I want one of those things. But the car wouldn't actually work. Why can't it work? Why don't you make it work? Why don't you do something that will radically shift what we view as as amazing, right? Something to look at. For example, look at the way that a, that a Cadillac was in America in the 1950s and look at it now. Look at it now. My God, now it's a sports car. It's ridiculous. I drove a Cadillac. I had a Cadillac. Um, the hell was it? Uh, ATS. The last time I was in the States. I fully loaded all that, you know, everything, heated leather seats, all the rest of that crap, right? had one of those. Great car. If you're driving it on the German Autobahn, great car. Not if you're driving it through town looking for that Cadillac ride. Yeah, that Cadillac comfortable ride. Different car. I mean, granted, it looks nice if you're looking for a sports car, you know, a luxury sedan or whatever it is you want to call it. Fine. But this modern day crap, okay, I don't like it. But Musk's idea is let's take a concept car and let's work off of that. Let's build the concept. Let's make that the working model. And then let's carry that through production. But we want the end product off the line to look better than the concept. Why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we doing that? You see a concept car from a major manufacturer and you think, oh, my God, that thing looks amazing. But by the time you get it, it looks like this boring, drab old hunk of metal. And you're like, oh, yeah. So uh, with the the self-driving cars situation and how you were saying they all look fairly similar. Um, this is just my guess because I don't know. They look like an engineer designed them. When an engineer de- designs something, typically it's not amazing. It's a box on wheels, typically, right? True. Engineers typically design things for function, not appearance. 
you need more someone with more of an artistic touch to do that, you know? So you need someone that's not a numbers person or programmer or whatever, more of like your architect or, or whatnot. So not saying it's not possible to have both in, in the same. I'm just saying, you know, it looks more like an engineer made it than um, an artist. And speaking of an artist, yeah, this this person, right? This is art, right? This is art. Someone designed an Arrest Cuomo t-shirt, and this has become a hit at CPAC. All right, CPAC's going on right now uh, down in uh, Orlando, Florida. Trump's supposed to speak there today. A number of rowdy activists were sp- <laughs> rowdy activists. <laughs> a number of rowdy activists were spotted at the Conservative Political Action Conference this weekend wearing Arrest Cuomo t-shirts. Bruce, you ordered yours yet? I haven't, but uh, they sound like pretty nice shirts. The red T-shirts, written in a distinctly New York Post font, Mm. are a creation of uh, Austin Fletcher, a right-wing social media influencer. I've not—I think I've heard the name, but I've—I guess I've never really paid attention. Uh, He says, "I'm from Long Island. I used to work in finance back in 2012. I love New York. I grew up going to the city on the weekend. Yeah, that's kind of what you do." All kinds of stuff to do in the city. Uh, He said that he was inspired to create the provocative apparel after seeing what Cuomo has done with the coronavirus and seeing the media Muppets protecting him. Media Muppets. I like that. Media Muppets. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's nice. The shirts are available on Fletcher's website and cost $25 each. Bruce, you ordered yours yet? That's not a bad price. No. Uh, He says, people love it. We wore them yesterday to CPAC. Everyone was commenting on them and people wanted to know how they could get theirs. Red is typically not in my color palette, but, you know. Yeah, mine either. Well, in a way it kind of is, but it has to be mixed with like another color. Like it's it's got to be paired with another color. I don't I don't really like colors by themselves. They have to be paired with something else except for clear. All right. Clear clear is (laughs) clear is an okay color, isn't it? Fletcher is also a known quantity among right-wing trollers. Bruce, you're a, are you a right-wing troller? Uh, eh, maybe. Maybe a little bit. I, I guess I guess you could say I'm yeah. a little bit of a troll sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently this guy is uh, most famous for an ambush on Representative Jerry Naylor. You know the guy that said Antifa was a myth? Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. In July, in which the longtime liberal congressman insisted Antifa was a myth. Wait, is this the, what was the guy's name again? Austin Fletcher. He was the guy, apparently, you'll be able to find him from this. Apparently, he was booted out Friday after refusing to wear a mask in CPAC. (laughs) Arrest Cuomo is not just a funny meme or hyperbole. It should literally happen. We need to arrest Andrew Cuomo. Okay, I think I remember this guy now, the the interview. It was the interview we seen of the guy who looked like he was a little heavier set, had the beard. Uh-huh. Uh, I think he was in shorts at the time, and he was asked doing an interview on that one. I think you might have seen it. Okay. The, the interview. So you okay. might have seen it. All right. Well, I, I can't think of any other time you'd, you'd get caught off guard, right? And you got caught off guard getting kicked out of CPAC for not wearing a mask, right? He got caught off guard. Eh, well, you know, you got all kinds of people there. Yeah, got to protect yourself. Well, guess who else got caught off guard? There was a surgeon. Can you imagine this, Bruce? If you're, if you're laying on the table, okay, and you're having surgery, imagine this. Imagine you're you're laying, you're in the surgical bay, okay? You're sliced open. You're getting operated on. And all of a sudden, you look up and you see, you come to, you look up and you see the doctor on a Zoom call arguing his traffic ticket. Um. Well, first of all, I would be more concerned about the fact that uh, my anesthesiologist didn't do a good enough job and knock me out long enough to keep me well, out. It happens. During it surgery. happens. Well, that's because the anesthesiologist is in shock by watching the doctor take the Zoom call for his traffic ticket. <laughs> right, right. So I would have a little bit of a beef with the anesthesiologist than uh, the doctor having the 
uh, argument there. So I don't know. Surgeon was caught mid-operation in mid-operation at the start of his virtual traffic ticket trial. I mean, so, okay, so a question on this one. Did he plan the surgery to be at the same time as the the, the, the hearing or is it? Well, I'm not sure. It, did the surgery over, you know, last too long and he didn't cancel the hearing? Because we are telecommuting. So, I mean, I guess you can multitask in this, right? Yeah. He said the uh, apparently. Yeah. And you, you make a fantastic point on that. He says the last thing any patient needs is a multitasking doctor. Uh, I mean, yes and no. Uh, I, I I agree. I don't want my doctor multitasking. But if you knew the kind Not of conversations that went on when you're out. Oh, yeah. Uh, in surgery, oh, yeah. The argument is null. Dr. Scott Green found himself in the middle of surgery at the start of his traffic trial via video conference last Thursday. The startling image of Green decked out in scrubs and evidently standing in an operating room immediately caught the attention of the California courtroom clerk. Hello, Mr. Green. Hi, are you available for a trial? (laughs) Asked the clerk as the cop involved in the case appeared startled. It kind of looks like you're in an operating room right now. Without missing a beat, Green admitted he was with a patient. He said, yes, I'm available for trial. Go right ahead. Honestly, I don't know how to feel about this one because like if, if the doctor did a good job with the surgery... Well, he wasn't alone. That that might help. That that might help. Well, yeah. He was he was with another yeah. doctor, and he says the other doctor can take over while we're here. But he says, but I have to stay here. I mean, th- th- that's fair. I, I understand the situation of like you know disinfecting and all that kind of stuff. And once you're in, in a sterile environment, you don't want to leave the sterile environment and then come back into the sterile environment. That that whole process is cumbersome. So. I don't know. I mean, if he ends up doing a good job with the surgery and there's no complications, uh, I don't see any problem with it. The judge apparently. uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. The uh, the Superior Court Commissioner actually appeared on the video feed and he said that uh, he had to halt the proceedings, stating that uh, performing surgery during a trial probably wasn't a good idea. (laughs) Gee, wherever would you come up with such an idea like that? He then told Green he would reschedule for when you're not actively involved or participating and attending to the needs of a patient. Okay. I mean, I, I guess, again, like, I, I don't... Really I mean, he's a doctor. To... He's a doctor. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, he's got a lawyer on retainer, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Of course he does. Of course he does. Or someone at the hospital, they have lawyers at the hospital. Someone could, he could call someone up and say, look, I've got this surgery. I have to be in it today. Could you please call the court and reschedule? I mean, it's a medical... Ex- like it's a medical exemption. So unless unless the court was being anal about it and not wanting to reschedule. So he's like, well, I'll show him and, and shows up anyway. Maybe he's a proctologist, Bruce. You ever think of that? <laughs> All right. You got anything else this morning? We got about uh, um, three, three minutes. Yeah, actually, since we, we I'm going to I'm going to brag on my state a little bit more. OK, um, what have you guys done now? So the House of Representatives has passed a bill Thursday, which allows the state to ignore executive orders for, issued by the president. Hey, and I like that. Basically, basically, the process is if there is an executive order they don't like that's unconstitutional, it'll go to the uh, uh, attorney general. And if the attorney general agrees, uh, then th- it's ignored. Yeah, that's uh, pretty but good. if the attorney general disagrees, it'll return to the House and the House will vote. And if there's a majority vote, they overrule the attorney general and ignore it anyway. So... Yeah, the state has basically. Where, where, where are these people in, in like 47 of our states? Right. So uh, according to the article, they're saying, well, you can't actually do this technically because federal law oh, yes, trumps uh, state law. That's, oh, uh, oh, oh, no. Ho, 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 ho. No. For, first state of all. trumps federal law. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. First of all. Yeah. 10th Amendment states rights. Hello. That's the first thing. Second thing. An executive order is not law. 
That's exactly. not all. And, and I tell you what, I will go a step further on this, okay? Because you don't take executive orders from, quote, your guy whenever he's in there. You don't do that. An executive order is an executive order. But here's the problem I have with executive orders. It's not really addressed or talked about or even followed for that matter. An executive order is only to be used for the executive branch. Nowhere yep. else. Yep. Nowhere else. At federal executive branch. Yes. Like, you know, not not at the state level. The state yeah, level isn't required to follow. Right. Even still, uh, the executive orders that, that are passed, I'll use an example. Uh, let's say they make a regulation to where you cannot be on federal land, for example, or, or you know, they do a federal shutdown, which would include federal land, which is managed by my favorite department of the government, uh, BLM. But then they turn around and they have the audacity to call that public land. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, they call it public land. But the catch is uh, the Supreme Court has ruled twice that the public land is actually owned by the state and the federal government has no power over the land. So in this case, if uh, the if they were to rule, for example, no more drilling on federal land. If Oklahoma says that's unconstitutional, screw you, and decides we're going to go ahead and drill on our land anyway, they'll do it. And you know what? You got my backing. You got my vote. You keep this up and I'll vote for you. <laughs> i tell you what, let's because we talked about something on Friday that your state's doing as well. And I've not heard of something like this. Let's find that bill and we will go over it tomorrow. We don't have time today. We got a full lineup today. Let's go over it tomorrow. I want to talk about what's in that. And then we will talk about how we can encourage the listener to take this bill, get their hands on it from the actual state legislature in Oklahoma and take it to their local council people, their local mayor's office, whatever, present it at council meetings and say, why aren't we doing this? Right. And then run it up the chain. And then you can do this all across the U.S. I'm for it. I, I you yeah. know. So let's I say what. Back to the- yeah, let's let's put that on the burn. Let, let's put that on the back burner for today. But let's let's go over that tomorrow. So let, let's get that bill and, uh, and we'll go over that uh, tomorrow. All right. We are out of time this morning. We are going to have to go. Thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.